Hey, what's going on, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking in Bits. But before we actually get into the show, I wanted to remind you guys that Talking in Bits is completely 100% audience funded. What that basically means is you will never have to listen to no ads. You will never have to watch any ads because we don't have any corporate sponsors and we don't plan on getting any corporate sponsors. Uh, in order to keep that going, Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Talking in Bits. But before we actually get to the show, I wanted to remind you guys that Talking in Bits is actually 100% audience funded. What that basically means is the show does not have any corporate sponsors, nor do we plan on having any corporate sponsors so that you don't have to sit through any ads. Um, and we plan to keep that going for as long as we possibly can. And the way we're able to do that is with support with great listeners. Hey, what's going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Talking in Bits. But before we actually get to the show, I wanted to remind you guys that Talking in Bits is completely 100% audience funded. What that basically means is, is that you will never have to sit through no ads while you're listening to Talking in Bits. And the only way we can continue to do that and have been able to do that is with contributions and donations with great listeners such as yourself. So in order to keep that spirit alive, there's a few ways that you can actually donate to the show. My favorite way is podcasting 2.0 apps. There's a bunch of them out there, but my two favorite are Fountain App and Breeze. And with these apps, it's basically like any other podcasting app. You can subscribe to Talking in Bits. Um, you can load up some sats into the wallet and you can set how many sats per minute you think Talking in Bits is worth or how much value you're receiving from Talking in Bits. You can do this from both of those apps. Another really cool feature in, the, in these apps, these podcast 2.0 apps, is the boost feature. And what the boost feature is, is basically you get to pick a certain amount of sets that you want to send in and you can embed a message inside of that transaction into the show. And what I'm going to do is week to week, the best ones that come in, I'm going to read them and give shout outs here live on the show. So that's another way that you can help keep this ad free um, and keep this content rolling. Uh, if you're not using the podcast 2.0 apps, then you can head on over to talkingandbits.com backslash donate. And there you'll find various links to be able to send in Lightning, to be able to send on-chain, and even a Paynim. So go check out the, the website. That's another way to contribute. And if you're listening to us on the legacy outlets like YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, then you could do the good old-fashioned leave a review, share, subscribe. All that stuff helps and helps us float up higher so more people can get this value and more people could get everything that we want to provide to our listeners. So once again, we appreciate you. The only reason we've been able to keep this up is because of y'all, and we want to keep that going for as long as we can. All right, without further ado, on to this week's episode. I also made the case for owning Bitcoin, the quintessence of scarcity premium. Scarcity premium. It's literally the only large tradable asset in the world that has a known fixed maximum supply. By its design, the total quantity of Bitcoins cannot exceed 21 million. Bitcoin is the hardest money that has ever been invented. If you don't have my private key, you cannot spend my Bitcoin, period. And this is the power of Bitcoin. It's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial rights. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Talking in Bits. Back with solo rip number 12 here. I know I missed one last week, but I had so much content. I had some really good interviews. And I wanted to get those out and I didn't want them to delay for too long. I want to get it to the people because the people is what makes all this work out. So last week, instead of solo rip 12, 
we had a, a sovereign episode as well, I like to call it, where we talked to Uncle Zoe. Uh, Zoe, gun enthusiast, gun expert, was able to explain to us not only uh, about about weapons and about defense, but about how sovereign money and sovereign defense go hand in hand. So if you haven't already, definitely go check out that episode. It was really impactful. Um, by the point that you listened to this one, you would have listened to Michael Atwood, uh, B-commerce expert and how we're moving that economy and, and how we get more uh, smaller businesses accepting lightning payments and getting on board. And I'm all about that. That's also a fascinating conversation. If you haven't checked those two episodes out uh, on the main chain, I definitely recommend you go do so. But without further ado, thank you guys for coming back. Solo rip number 12 here. Uh, th- today is kind of just a, a, a long-winded rip on um, a lot of bullshit, if you ask me. So as you guys know by now, or I don't know what's going to happen when this episode airs, but it's going to probably be sometime here before the price is basically just dunking, uh, slam dunking on all of us. Now, us Bitcoiners are like the fans in the front row for our home team. When they slam dunk, we start to get more pumped up because it, it, it absolutely uh, allows for more opportunity for us to collect more cheaper sets. Uh, but on the other hand, the new the newcomers or the normies, as we like to call them, uh, this slam dunk is sort of like they're the opposing team winning the game against them and they're getting slam dunk. So if this is your first uh, dip or your first bear market or your first crash or whatever it is you want to use here, just hang on tight. Go listen to more podcasts like this one. Go do a little bit more information. Go get a little bit more convicted because the uh, value proposition of Bitcoin hasn't changed at all. And if you move away from that U.S. dollar value, which I talk about in most of these episodes, you would understand that uh, you haven't lost anything. Your Bitcoin is still your Bitcoin. Your sats are still your sats. The U.S. dollar price is dunking, but that doesn't really mean much. Go get as much of it as you can. There's a bunch of uh, posts out there that actually run some numbers that if you, you know, kind of collect uh, at this point, by the time 2000, blah, 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 2023 comes, you'll have a whole coin. I don't know about any of that. I just know is what I told somebody on the phone earlier. I have gotten some every single day for the past two and a half years or so, and I don't think that that's going to stop or I don't think that's going to slow down, especially here when it's cheap and it's up for grabs. We all know where this is going, so we need to get a little bit more convicted. Now, what I do want to really trash on and what I do really want to dunk on is these exchanges and these companies that basically got caught with their pants down, with their skirts down, whatever analogy you want to use there, it doesn't really matter. And you know who I'm speaking about. I'm speaking about the BlockFi's of the world. I'm speaking about the Celsius of the world, uh, Coinbase. All these companies, as soon as the price started to tank, uh, the USD price, because once again, 100 million sats will always be 100 million sats. One coin is one coin. Um, They conveniently started to do some shady shit, right? So they conveniently... BlockFi started to lay off employees and Coinbase lay off employees. Um, why didn't they do this when there was bull market and there was money up the yin yang? I don't know. But to me is they got caught with their pants down. They're illiquid as we know and as we assume. And this is just another example of that. And another huge reason why you have to get your coins off of the exchanges. There is no trade off here for you to say convenience is better when it comes to Bitcoin. If you're holding some shit coins, well, then you're already gambling anyways, and this is no different gamble than the other gamble of actually holding it. But if you actually value the value proposition of Bitcoin and you want, and, and you honor that, you need to get your coins off of the exchange. These exchanges, BlockFi is illiquid. They can sit there and they can send them, you know, trot out whoever it is that their lead person is or their C. They can say whatever it is they want, but actions speak louder than words. Words are cheap. Talk is cheap. 
So your actions of laying off these employees, especially the ones that you just hired, right? Some of them even got visas, right? And then you, just to use the analogy, you slam dunk on them and you basically fire them, causing them to have to, you know, forfeit that visa and, and the opportunity that they thought they had right there in their mittens and their gris, uh, grips just because you guys are basically playing bullshit with all the assets that you hold. You're playing casino in the background. You're, you're swapping and you're trading. You're not honoring your clients. So therefore, you have to do shady shit like that with your employees because you're illiquid. You can't even afford these employees. No matter what they want to say. CEOs are not taking a pay cut. Of course not. So the employees have to suffer. BlockFi comes out and says the same exact thing. Oh, we got to cut some employees. Uh, we promise you we're working on it. Blah, 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 blah. Coinbase, blah, 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 blah. All you guys are just talking a bunch of shit. Action is everything. And then, not only for their employees, but then they're starting to do weird shit where they're like forcing people now to whitelist addresses and doing a lot, a lot of what I call shit coinery, but a lot of shenanigans to basically make it more difficult, right? And go further against the value proposition of Bitcoin, right? And, and, and this is just making it difficult for the clients. And I've talked to a bunch of people that are going through this to have questions about, you know, how should I whitelist? Why should I whitelist? And the bottom line is you really shouldn't have to. That is the whole point of Bitcoin is to protect the user's privacy, to keep a user anonymous. And if you're basically having to whitelist addresses, well, you open up the avenue for a bunch of shit. First of all, the privacy goes out the window. Second of all, you put them in control because if there is a whitelist, then you can imagine that there's a blacklist, right? So now your wallet, that's an open source wallet that has address generated from it. Now these exchanges who you trusted with this asset are now deciding which addresses are good and which addresses are bad. That is a setup for failure. That is how you get rug pulled. And that is a disaster situation. I don't know why, maybe because they love gambling. I don't know why people continue to do this. And then Coinbase has the, I guess the balls or, or the, the presence. One of their employees actually went on Twitter and basically said, hey, I got cut at my 90 day mark. Right, which is usually when you keep the job. So he got cut at his 90-day mark. He was reaching out on Twitter to see if anybody would share, provide him an opportunity. Uh, somebody in there, a reporter, basically came out and said, hey, we just want to hear your story, man. Can you let us know a little bit about what's happening there? Coinbase had the audacity, or whoever runs the Coinbase support page had the audacity to jump in that person's personal feed, right? A feed that they you know, basically pay the service for, they control, to basically jump in there and try to intercept that reporter and say, hey, maybe you should reach out to our PR person and get the real story of what's going on. Now, we know the real story of what's going on. You guys are fucking around with human lives, not only on the consumer level, but on the actual like employees, uh, on their employment, on their careers, on their finances, on their life at a time where it is most difficult to live because of the buffoonery that's freaking happening with the Fed, right? So how spineless do you have to be for your CEOs, and I heard uh, a Brian Armstrong bought like a $130 million compound. Look, for those saying he's worked very hard, he probably took a pay cut most of his career, he deserves to, he deserves to honor the employees that he chose to represent, and that's his company. I'm not saying you can't buy a $130 million uh, um, house or mansion, but maybe you should go down to $80 million house if it takes for you to free up another $50 million to be able to keep some people on board, especially the ones you promised and you got them a visa. Now, this is a rant by me, but this is just common sense in my opinion, right? And then on the other arena, just to continue to hit on these three, BlockFi, Coinbase, and Celsius, a bunch of buffoonery across the freaking board. Celsius goes on on a limb and starts blocking people from withdrawing at all, 
putting these like 48 hour marks red flag red flag red flag they're insolvent they don't have the money to hold up they're about to rug pull everybody red flag red flag and then they have the nerve to post oh you know we've been working basically long hours and overnight to make sure we 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 do what's best for the community without telling the community what's best or without even listening to the community and telling them what's best and then what I do know from personal experience there actually is team members at Unchained Capital right and, and this is uh, maybe a little biased but it's just because I know from experience and other companies that are working around the clock to make sure that their clients are not only in a comfortable position but that they don't get rug pulled and that nothing bad happens to the Bitcoin right so like the nerve of these companies to be able to come out and say just random tweets right and then you'll get the people in their comments that are just like oh right like oh, we you, whatever you guys say is best for us wake up wake up there's red flags all over this do a little bit of research in history. If they fuck around with your Bitcoin and whatever shitcoin you have, well, guess what? When you go and redeem it, you're not going to be able to redeem it, right? And if you're going to lean on, well, they still have insurance and they have to give me, you know, my fair share of dollars back, then you don't understand Bitcoin. That shit can go work with the, with, with the stable coins, but you don't understand Bitcoin if you're expecting to be insured and receive your money back. When you apply fiat rules to Bitcoin, you've already lost the game. You don't understand what it is that this is about. And as you can tell, I'm a little bit vexed and I do love to rant, but it's because of this. It's because it's a shame that so many people are going to go through a disastrous situation. They already are going through a disastrous situation. And then when they've identified it and they're trying to jump ship, these fucking charlatans are basically putting measures in the way to stop people from jumping, jumping ship. Because as we know with bank runs, which is what this is in a cryptocurrency standpoint, when there's a bank run, the organization never makes it. They go. And unlike the bank, there is no Papa bank or no federal bank that's going to make you solvent again. You're done. You're, you're iced out. Your investors are going to run and everything is gone. So if you're listening to this episode and you're one of the ones that's about to be rug pulled, please wake up. Please go get your Bitcoin off of the exchanges, right? Please go get some private keys. Right? Please go learn about it. If not, go to companies that will teach you about it right? and, and, and save yourself from this disaster that's about to happen. And it only took for one time, for one time for the price to dunk, for these companies to lower, you know, to be exposed with their pants down. So what happens if we go deeper down? Right? What happens if, 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 if for some reason tomorrow, instead of 48 hours, they increase it to seven days for you to be able to withdraw? Well, you keep going down the slope. After seven days, it's going to be, hey, we sold some of it because we had to stay solvent, right? They're going to play fiat games with at least Bitcoin. All that shitcoin can go down the fiat fucking hole for all I care. At least with Bitcoin, they're playing fiat games with currency that was designed and, and built to basically avoid this from happening, right? And I blame charlatans like McCormick. I, play, I blame char charlatans like Pompliano and, and, and uh, what's the other... Uh, Parabolic guy, I forgot all these damn names because I spot them as charlatans from the minute I noticed what they were doing. And it's because of these guys and it's because of these advertisers and, and, that they have displayed on their show while they're talking to, to premier Bitcoiners, right? Oh, well, we'll be back because we have an ad from Celsius and we have an ad from, right? All these podcasters that have enabled this for the, for the cuck buck, mind you, right? Because that's the only reason they want to get these ads is to get cuckbucks and to be able to support their podcast so because they've enabled this type of scenario where they've kind of uh, um, introduced and entertained the fact of following these shit 
coinery companies and they, they've even advertised shit coins, right? Now we're not supposed to call them out on it. Now the basic guy like me who has the smaller podcast is not supposed to go up to a McCormick and say that, fam, you're fucking poison, you're a cancer to avid Bitcoiners that are working extremely hard to spread the word of Satoshi, right? Because his connections are so strong, now I'm a bullshitter for, br- for bringing that up. Well, I don't care. I could be a bullshitter and y'all could tell me I'm mad and y'all could tell me that my podcast will never get to that level. But I'll tell you what you won't tell me. That I'm going to lead a bunch of people, a bunch of peers into a legit ditch, right? To jump off the cliff. That's one thing you're never going to get from this podcast is me introducing you to a legit ditch. On the other hand, I'm going to have the people that come on this show explain it to you. On the other hand, I'm only going to talk about the stuff that I know from experience, right? And if I'm wrong, I'll be the first one to say I'm wrong. But that's what's lacking, lacking here is integrity, right? You go to guys like, like Pomp and, and, and the other guys and this guy, and they have a gazillion followers, and their podcasts are always at the very top, right? But every time I turn on I only really McCormick's, and I don't even give a shit about the other two that I, that I brought up. There's a bunch of them, by the way. There isn't just three. I always hope that there's going to be less shit cornery, and the ads are just more shit cornery. But because there's connections, we're supposed to respect that. No, but that's just the ad revenue model. That's just, it is, but it isn't. It is until the point that it gets people to this situation where they signed on to a service, right, that's now going to rug pull them, right? When they're advertising companies for cuck bucks, that's basically against the ethos of Bitcoin. That's a big problem there. And if you're listening to me right now and you're not understanding that, then you haven't done enough research. You don't understand Bitcoin, right? So be careful out here because these companies are out to rug pull everybody and they don't have your best interest in mind. They have theirs. Get a hold of your own keys. Make sure you're in full control and make sure you can sovereignly recover your Bitcoin. It's, it's simple and yet not because everybody wants to not take ownership and everybody just wants other people to do the stuff that they know they're supposed to be doing themselves. So that's going to be my rant here. I'm sweating a little bit. Shit. That's going to be my rant here on them, on these companies, but rest in peace to them. They're going to go under. It's only a matter of time, right? And you don't need to go under with them. You can literally, the, the whole model, the whole uh, value proposition has been designed for you to never have to go through this. And yet many of you still go through this. That's it. You don't have to do that. Pay attention, wake up, take some ownership of your wealth if you actually want it to be your wealth. And if you don't, why not just stay with the bank? Because that's the value proposition the bank is giving you. That's up to, for you to decide. Those are my two Satoshis on it. And obviously, reach out to me, argue with me, go back and forth with me. You're more than op- uh, able to do that. And you can do that without ads, <laughs> without shit cornery, without any of that. Uh, I want to keep these short. I want to keep these concise. We're already going on about 15 minutes here. So I'm just going to jump in to the next topic. And it's just tyranny as a whole. Um, we have the tool. We have the privacy. We have the money to be able to protect ourselves from tyranny. Some of us are choosing not to use it. Avoid being rug pulled in all areas of your life. The healthcare system is going to rug pull you if you depend on it. The public education system is going to rug pull you if you depend on it. The, 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 the money, the fiat dollar is going to rug pull you if you depend on it. Your goal should be slowly but surely. Uh, another one, these uh, so-called, so-called you know, police enforcements and all that, 
They're going to rug pull you if you rely on them to defend you. That's just another one. You could learn a little bit more about that in that Sovereign episode with Zoe. But avoid, slowly but surely, in all arenas of your life, start building in factors that will avoid you to get rug pulled. And the technology is out there for you to be able to do that. Right? So there's, uh, um, there's starting to be decentralized healthcare systems, Crowd Health, I believe. Uh, they were on Marty's show. So they're starting to, we're starting to see that now. That's going to be a way to avoid that. But the real ultimate way to avoid being rug pulled by the healthcare system is to not be in it. Right? It's to take care of yourself, right? And that's where we decentralize the food. Texas Slim. We need to start eating better. We need to start understanding that that shitty shit that they're spoon feeding us and that is easy for us to get access to is the reason why we get looped into the pharmaceutical system, the healthcare system. So they go hand in hand and they kind of just like talk to each other. Well, fuck them on this end. They'll get all unhealthy and sick and then you'll catch them on the other hand and then they'll get even more unhealthy and sick until they die. And then that's when you can just jump in there. Decentralize the food. Right? Decentralize the money. We're doing that with Bitcoin. But most people are not doing that. They want their Bitcoin to be centralized, apparently. Right? Decentralize the money. Decentralize the food. Decentralize the education. Right? Now you can go ahead and teach yourself anything. You don't need to be out of school. You don't need some type of degree. Matter of fact, that's backwards. But it's a reliance on them. Right? I grew up in, in Massachusetts. I've always never even thought about owning a gun. Why would, and I grew up in the projects. Right? So any gun that I did put my hands on was illegal. When my daughter was born, I said I wasn't going to have any of that. Now I just do it responsibly, right? Because there is a way to be a responsible gun owner. Ultimately, it's not about the gun. Ultimately, it's about not relying on what they call defense. You hear the stories all the time. If something is happening in my house to my loved ones, right, and I got to call a number, and that number takes 45 minutes to get there, well, my, me and my loved ones are probably not going to make those 45 minutes. And we hear this all the time. So what we do is we don't take their word for it, right? We decentralize that. We go back to the militia, right, to, the, to, to what found this country. And we just educate ourselves on how to defend ourselves properly, right? And we take advantage of our Second Amendment, which is there and it's presented to us. And although taxation is theft, I pay taxes for this shit. So... My second rant, if you guys can tell, I'm hot on this one. I missed a week and now I'm back. <laughs> is we have to use the tools that we have to protect ourselves against tyranny. Tyranny is all around us, all over the world. Another small example is uh, somewhere in China, which this isn't a, 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 a you know a surprise. Um, they basically used that COVID vaccine that they passed. They went around to stop a protest by basically turning all those uh, passports red meaning that you couldn't do shit. You couldn't get in the building. You couldn't do whatever it is that they do with that. That's just a small example. But decentralize the healthcare, decentralize the education, decentralize the defense, decentralize the food, decentralize the money. Right? That's a, that's a five little step there. And you don't have to do them all in one shot. It's actually a little bit too much if you try to jump into all those rabbit holes at one. But slowly but surely, start with the money. Start with Bitcoin. You'll start to tread into those other arenas and it just makes you a better person. For me, it makes me a better man. It makes me a better husband. Right? It makes me a better father. And it keeps me aware of what's happening and less likely to fall asleep at the wheel and fall for any charlatan activity. All right? So eat better so you're not in that bullshit system right? and you're not in the healthcare system and you're not in the fiat food system. Right? Educate yourself. Educate your children so that they're not at the mercy of somebody else or some other system that's designed to groom them into doing something different. 
right? Separate your money from the state so that they don't have full on control over your, over your life and keep you on the hamster wheel. And, you know, just keep separate your defense so that you don't have to rely on that call that could be half hour, could be 45 minutes. And in certain scenarios, in certain situations, it actually backfires. The, the victim actually ends up being the person who calls the police. So you don't have to take my word for it. I know I'm just ranting. I know it's just a tangent, but that's all I got for you guys on solo rip number 12. Remember, these conversations are built for you to be able to go on off into your weekend and be able to talk about these things deeper um, with loved ones, with other Bitcoiners and just other people in general. It's, it's supposed to serve as ammunition for you to keep in your back pocket whenever you have to have these conversations. So I keep them short and sweet. Maybe you consume them in the morning when you work out. Maybe you consume them on the way to a weekend job or a fiat job. Maybe you just consume them some, sometime throughout the day. But have these conversations because these conversations need to be had. And I hope that these solo rips trigger and spark those conversations uh, on your behalf. So be sovereign in all things and don't get rug pulled. As always, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the support that the show has been getting these next few weeks. I am preparing for the next half of my life, and there's a, a, a lot of different things that will be changing. So I'm going to do my very best to be very consistent with you guys. But I got a lot of things going on that I hope to catch you guys up on soon. Stay wary out there. Keep your eyes peeled. If you want to support the show, you can check us out on Fountain of Breeze. That's the easiest way. You can give us a boost. I'll read the boost on the show. Um, but every single set is appreciated here because I want to give you value, and hopefully you can give me value in return. Talkingandbits.com backslash donate. If you don't have Fountain App or don't care, or if you listen to this on one of the legacy outlets and after the episode felt like you wanted to contribute something, go ahead on over to talkingandbits.com backslash donate. There'll be, uh, you can pay with Bitcoin and Lightning there. Uh, Cash App backslash deathbed. Strike uh, if you need that for all you fiat users <laughs> backslash deathbed as well um, you can check us out on the legacy outlets there you can just rate subscribe share um, and we appreciate you guys as always that wraps up solo rip number 12 look forward to seeing you guys next week take care